Warning. This podcast involves discussions of a spooky and graphic nature, not suitable for children or the faint of heart. Strong language and mature content is present. Listener discretion is advised. You have been warned. When you want to hear about the paranormal You get the spooked girls True crime that makes you hypothermal With the three spooked girls Stabby snippets will give you dreams Tara and Jessica will make you Along with the spooked girls Bring on the slaughter We on that haunted ground The three spooked girls Hey there, spooksters, and welcome back to another episode here on Three Spooked Girls. It is our listener episode, and as always, I am joined by my favorite gal pal, Tara. Hey, spooksters. We're just going to preface this today. Both Tara and I are in not our normal recording places. I am in my mother-in-law's guest bedroom and Tara, she just moved. So she's like still trying to find that sweet yeah. spot in her apartment. So if it sounds just a little bit off, please forgive us. Yeah. Today is the day before Thanksgiving in our time. So we are at the whim of moving and holidays. Mm-hmm. And my apartment complex decided they're going to test smoke alarms today. So we had to like hurry up and do this in the morning time too. So fun times. But I feel like where I'm at right now, because I was also in my apartment for the haunted restaurants episode, I feel like this is going to be better. Hopefully we'll find I'll find out, but <laughs> this might be the winner for me. This might be the winner for me. I like it. I like a good I like your setup. I mean, my current setup is very, like, it's very makeshift. I'm, like, recording on top of a laptop. (laughs) Or my laptop is on top of a suitcase. (laughs) And pillows around you. You got a pillow for it. I do. It's cool. We're dedicated. We're dedicated, you guys. We love you. (laughs) Okay. So we are going to dive right in today, and we are reading listener-submitted stories. If you would like a story read here on the podcast, what you have to do is you have to go to your email and write to threespookedgirls at gmail.com, and we would love to read yours. I don't know what happened between last month and this month, but like we have 27 (laughs) pages of stories, so (laughs) bear with us if you've submitted a story recently and you're like, okay, it didn't get read today. We only read two each, so it's going to take us a minute, but I'm real excited about them. Hell yeah, hell yeah. There's a lot of good ones. Right. All right. And my first story comes from actually one of our admin in the Facebook group, Ashley. Ashley writes, hey, Tara and Jess, here's an unusual one for you. I honestly wasn't sure about sending this one in since I was heavily medicated at the time of this experience. (laughs) So there's a 50-50 chance it was the drugs or it actually happened. I'm going to go with it actually happened since I can still remember it. This encounter happened back in high school, the day after I had knee surgery. I was home alone sleeping in bed on pain medication. I could only really get up to go to the restroom or to hop to the kitchen for a quick bite to eat. It was probably around noonish when I suddenly woke up by noises coming from what sounded like the living room. I honestly didn't think anything of it since it was a very normal noise in my house. It was a vacuum. My dad would constantly vacuum the entire house after coming home from work, so in my mind, he got off work early. I tried to go back to sleep, but the sound just kept getting closer and closer to my bedroom. Then bam, and I was definitely awake at this point to my door being slammed by the vacuum multiple times. 
It got to the point where it was excessive and I got up to tell my dad to knock it off since he wasn't stopping. I could feel the door being moved by the banging of the vacuum. Right as I swung the door open, the sound and the banging stopped. I was more frustrated by the fact that I was in pain and tired, but felt like I had to search the entire house, trying to find my dad and confront him about it. That's when I realized I was still home alone. I went back to my room with the door closed and tried to rest some more, but guess what started up again? The stupid fucking vacuum. It happened multiple times throughout the entire day. After this, it never happened again. I just summed it up as a ghost who was a little too OCD about carpet, li- about carpet lines and cleanliness. And if it was the medication I was on, then why couldn't I have hallucinated some hot guy trying to come into my room instead? Preferably Spike, because at this point in time, I was obsessed with Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yes. <laughs> I love it. Okay. So our next story comes from Shannon. Hi there. I'm completely addicted to your show. In the Facebook group, Sacy Me Between Episodes. I have a would-be possible true crime story. Might not be super exciting since nothing bad really happened, but it could have. As a kiddo, I was a wanderer. Hashtag me too. (laughs) Whatever the opposite of separation anxiety is, that is what I had. At one point, my parents gave up and got, got me a leash. I got a leash for me. Neither of my siblings needed it, though. I mean, it's okay. (laughs) We still love you. (laughs) Not all who wander are lost. Like just quoting like random, like wanderer quotes now. Anyway, I was probably around three or four and my mom took us on a boring shopping trip to a department store. We were all on the second floor and she was shopping for housewares or something, which I get at three or four. That has to be the nightmare. Mm hmm. Being me, I went off to do my own thing. I was tired, so I found the bedding section and took a nap in one of the display beds. Oh my God, Shannon, you are my hero. Right? When I was a kid, I always wanted to do that. that. (laughs) My parents were just way like, do not do that. Oh my God, love it. The bedding section was on the second floor. Of course, as soon as my mom realized I was gone, she freaked out. I'm not sure why she didn't get help from the store employees, but I'm guessing it was because it happened often enough. She knew she'd find me and maybe didn't want to be embarrassed or something. Half an hour of looking and not finding me, she posted my five or six-year-old sister in front of the entrance. My mom still smacks her forehead for this decision there. Finally, she found me holding Oh, no. Finally, Mm. she found me holding hands with a man walking on the first (gasps) floor. She was relieved that she found me and thanked the man profusely and picked me up and berated me while hugging me while hugging the crap out of me. Oh my gosh, Shannon. That's so scary. Right? So in that moment of relief, she didn't think through what had happened. We were on the second floor and the man was walking me around on the first floor. He could be just a helpful guy, but A, why would he take me down to the first floor when he found me on the second floor? And B, why didn't he hand me off to an employee who would have been able to find my mom much easier with the store speaker? Okay, yeah, no, this is like literally a true crime prevented. Honestly, oh my God. Yeah. So it could be that he was just helping a lost kid find their mom, but the other possibilities are much darker. Either way, I'm grateful things turned out totally fine. And yeah, I still do a lot of solo wandering. So lesson not learned, I guess. Thanks for being (laughs) rad, y'all. Shannon. Oh my God, Shannon, so many questions for you. Did this happen any other time? Right? Holy fuck. I am glad your mom found you though. Jesus. Right? Like I always freak out about that. Like how easy it would be. I mean, yeah. I mean, look at the Adam Walsh case. Yes, that's exactly what I was fucking thinking the whole time. Oh my God, that's so scary. 
All right, y'all, it is that time to thank our newest patrons for the month of November. Thank you to Stormy, Laurel, Maxine, Betty, Sarah, Jennifer, Catherine, Hannah, Stephanie, Jessica, Carolyn, Caitlin, Jessica R., Jennifer, Jamie, Amanda, and Kelsey. Thank you all so, so much for supporting the show. We could not do this without you, and we love you all so very much. You guys are amazing. Okay, my other story for the episode comes from Emily. Emily writes, Hi, Jessica, Tara, and Kate. My name is Emily and I love this show. The listener encounters are my absolute favorite part. I'm not exactly sure how to start this, so let's just jump right in. Since I was a little kid, I've always been sensitive to spirits and entities, both good and bad. Sometimes they come to me in dreams, or sometimes they will physically touch me for no damn reason. (laughs) I don't like, I don't like. As someone who's been touched by a ghost, I don't like, I don't like. Sometimes they talk to me and scare the living shit out of me. I've had so many encounters since I was a child, but this one was the scariest. In my first year of college, I lived in the dorms, as most people do their first year away. I lived with one other girl in a tiny room we called the shoebox. Our room had two beds, two desks, a small table, a kitchen, and a bathroom. Our beds were both against the wall. I feel like that was my... That was yours. I feel like that was my college (laughs) (laughs) Mine was even worse than that. Mine didn't even have a kitchen or a bathroom. It was... Oh, no, mine didn't either. Mine had a sink that didn't work. I didn't even get a sink, so it's all good. (laughs) It wasn't even hooked up to anything. It was just over a mirror. Oh, good. Or under a mirror. (laughs) Our beds were both against the walls, and we could see the other if we lay on our sides. Both of us always hated the room and felt like something was watching us from the shadows. We always felt uneasy or anxious, no matter what. In October 2019, I kept having sleep paralysis. One time will forever stick with me, though. I vividly remember the dream I was having leading up to the paralysis moment. I was in my childhood bedroom with all of my stuffed animals around me, just vibing. Such a mood. Such a mood. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It was a sunny day. Everything was perfect in the most chilling way. My mom came upstairs to tell me it was dinner time and we sat chatting for a second. A black and red spider went crawling across my bedpost up into a corner Uh, where my stuffed animals were. Oh no, burn it down. I know it's a dream, but burn (laughs) it down. stuffed animals. (laughs) Bye, stuffed animals. Honestly. I told my mom I would kill the spider and then come down for dinner. I began to rip through my stuffed animals, and once I found the spider, I was pulled to the ceiling and unable to move or breathe, and I saw a black figure with a red face standing over my bed choking me. Oh my god, that's like the thing in Insidious. Ew, ew, ew. When I finally woke up, I clicked on my phone and saw it was 4.30 and went back to sleep. I know what you're thinking. Freaking sleep paralysis dream. However, there is more. I told my roommate the next day what had happened and how odd it was. Her face turned pale, and she said, I saw a black figure pacing around the room last night and then stand over your bed around 4 a.m. Stop it. <laughs> right? What the fuck? You're a horrible roommate, says the woman who just rolled over and went back to sleep in a room full of three people. I, I was about to say, bitch, you can't talk. <laughs> the roommate continues. I was too scared to move, but it eventually turned to me when I saw its red face with no eyes before it disappeared. I couldn't tell if she was just messing with me, but she was not based on her reaction. Nothing that extreme happened in that room ever again. Just the occasional moving of a pan or something. However, we were never able to sleep alone in there because we could feel something watching us. I hope you three enjoyed the story and I hope it gets read. LOL. It is getting read right now. (laughs) Thank you for continuing the podcast. It gets me through workouts, drives, and long walks all the time. I love it. Also, I love that she addressed the Bell Witch in this. That's always just makes me so happy. (laughs) 
Kate doesn't get enough love for what she does for us. Right, facts. I swear that lady works overtime in, in protecting us. <laughs> love her. Love you. So our last story of this episode comes from Sandra. And Sandra, I'm so excited, is one of our Canadian listeners. I always Yay. get real excited when Canadian listeners send them things. Right? And it's a feel-good story. Yay. I know. Literally, <laughs> that was the title of the email was my feel-good story. And I'm like, I just love it. Okay. A big hello from up here in Canada to my faves, Spooky Gals. I love, love your podcast. And thank you so much for making work days so entertaining. That's what we're here thank for. Thank you. Yes. Can I just say that, like, it, it's like it's such a mind blow, like, because I listen to podcasts while I work. And so when people are like, I listen to you when I work, I'm like, there are people out there right now <laughs> listening to me. <laughs> right? It's We've been like, doing what? this for three years and it still blows my mind. Oh, no. Same. Okay. So Sandra continues. I hesitated emailing my story as I still have a hard time believing it myself, and also French being my first language, I'm still self-conscious when writing in English. Girl, it's totally fine. Mm-hmm. I have a hard time writing in English because I grew up in America. <laughs> it's just saying. <laughs> as I'm writing a book right now that it's becoming apparent, I'm like, oh, God, I forgot grammar for everything. That's what editors are for. It's fine. <laughs> right, right. Okay, first of all, I was never a ghost or spirit believer. I was not raised this way. In 1996, my dad passed suddenly. It was very, very hard on me being a total daddy's girl and not having him around while in college made it difficult. He was a very smart guy, pro-education, and really wanted us to be bilingual for so many reasons. I know a lot of details here, but it will make sense later in the story. Fast forward to 2005 when I left my native province of Quebec and moved to Banff. Is that how we say that? In Alberta. I apologize, Canada. Forgive us. I am horrible at pronouncing things. In order to learn English and live the Rockies life. Also, it was always my dad and I's dream to ski in the Rockies, but unfortunately we didn't get a chance to do that together. In a month, I met my now husband, Gael, and five months later, I moved to Edmonton to be closer to him. Roughly a year after that, Gael and I were attending a Halloween party at his uncle's house. I didn't know a lot of people at this point and being very shy as my English wasn't very good. I noticed a pregnant woman arriving at the party, staying very briefly and go upstairs to lie down. I later heard she felt very tired and I simply thought it was probably due to her pregnancy. A few years later, we were having drinks with his uncle and wife at their cottage. At one point in the night, Ghost encounters came up as a subject, and I simply told them I didn't believe in these things. Giles' aunt explained that Jeanette, the then-pregnant woman, had the capacities to connect with the spirit world since she was very little. She explained that she meets once a year with a support group of people like her to share her encounters, as the power can get very hard on them sometimes. Some spirits really want to be heard. His auntie then told me she really wanted to share something, but was hesitant because I was skeptical of the whole thing. She went back to the Halloween party the year before and asked me if I remembered Jeanette leaving the party. She then explained that the entity of a middle-aged man was around me that night, and the description was very close to what my dad looked like. Aww. I love that. She felt very strong feelings of love and pride, and it totally drained her. That lady didn't know me or know my dad had passed. I can't explain what she saw and felt. Since this happened, I'm a little more open to the subject, let's just say. In addition to that, after my two-and-a-half-year-old little guy, who didn't know about the death yet, told me he wanted to go downstairs and play with Grandpa, my husband's dad also passed when Gael was only 15. 
It makes you think a lot. Thanks for being a great podcast. Feel free to make uh, to make some grammatical corrections to my text. I hope you enjoyed my feel-good story. Love, Sandra. Ah, oh, Sandra, your story I was great, it. and it was fantastic. That is such a good note to end on. I love it. I know. I'm so happy. Like, now I feel all warm and fuzzy. Me too. Okay. With that, we're going to go ahead and wrap up. Like I said, if you want your story to be shared, go ahead and email us at threespookedgirls at gmail.com, and we'll get to it. We, we read all our stories. So. <laughs> mm-hmm. so we will see you back here next week for another episode. Bye, guys. Bye. Murder in America is a true crime podcast that covers stories from all 50 states, including stories of mass shootings, serial killers, and lesser-known murders. Do you find yourself doing more research after listening to a true crime show? Well, Courtney and I used to do the same thing, and that's why we created Murder in America. Our podcast dives deep into each case. Our storytelling will make you feel like you're right there within the case with us, watching it all play out. And we do not shy away from the graphic details. If you're a fan of true crime, then listen to Murder in America on Spotify now.